Welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. We're here today with Mike Elliott, co-hosting with us, special guest. And we're with Courtney Wren. And we're having a conversation about embodying the mystical. Normally, normally I'm in like the interviewing position too, but there's been lots of, we've gotten lots of feedback from people that it'd be sweet for them to get to know more about me and then in another episode more about Rochelle. And so I started thinking about what, what words or topic would I love to explore in conversation and what captures the work that I do in the words embodying the mystical felt like just the perfect words that I want to explore and makes my heart really passionate and excited. And so this is neat to share in this way. I'm excited. Mm. Yeah. Courtney, when I think of you embodiment and mysticism are two words that are front and center for me. So Mm. I feel like in your essence, this is a wonderful snapshot of who you are in the language. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why these words are important to you at this time in your life and perhaps a bit about your journey to arriving at this piece? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that. Mm, thanks. Yeah. So maybe I'll just, yeah, I'll share a little bit about my background and how it all leads into this moment. Um, so I um, always knew, like, since I was really young, that I wanted to work with people and work in the, like, spiritual realm and the, like, growth and healing realm. I was so clear about it, you know, like anytime you did those career tests or whatever, I just knew. And um, it's interesting because I've always kind of straddled two worlds. So um, the world of like, I went right into university, I got my master's in social work, and I was really in the academic world. Um, I love to learn. And I loved philosophy and I loved sociology and I just loved like really understanding the way the systems of meaning um, take place and how they unfold in the world and really understanding how we're all shaped by that and the systems. And I love deconstructing things and really getting to the root of things and writing papers that was like really, um, yeah, getting to the, the meaning behind it all. So I sort of was in this academic world and writing papers and learning in this way and really challenging the system. I was very radical. Anytime I was in a class, I was very radical. 
was always doing the very alternative stuff, but still in that realm. And then I worked as a social worker, like in these different systems, in the healthcare system, children's services system, and kind of seeing that side of the world. And then um, in the other side of me, um, since I'd been young, I was very spiritual and, you know, as a teen, I like read Esther Hicks and had a lot of spiritual experiences and was very drawn by my own soul. And there was always sort of this wild part of me that was untamable. <laughs> so I was sort of in this like awakening experience of myself while in the structures of knowledge and even when I, um, you know, finished my master's or when I was doing my master's and, you know, at the same time as learning about neuroscience and biology and these things, I was also, you know, taking shamanism and doing like a few years of really deeply journeying with the medicine wheel and going out under the moon and doing rituals and sort of always straddling these two places and really finding the science fascinating and also really drawn and driven by my soul and what I was discovering in the woods and what I was discovering in the wild. And, um, but finding that the two really informed each other and it was in the weaving between the two that I was finding my own liberation or finding my own well-being, finding my own balance. And when I um, finished my master's, I ended up, you know, diving into and being drawn to what modalities really spoke to me. And one of them was somatics. So I um, became a somatic experiencing practitioner and really deeply studying the nervous system and understanding the nervous system while at the same time doing ceremony and ritual and learning about Peruvian shamanism. And then I took training in family constellations, which is understanding systems, the nervous system in bigger systems like family systems and relational systems and ceremony. And I've studied pre and perinatal somatics, which is understanding development and the way that our body and our brains work while at the same time studying mysticism and, you know, doing, learning lots of spiritual practices and working with intuition and working in lots of realms where we're not curious about proving or understanding anything. And it's more about just being with the experience of what we're experiencing. And what I found was the merging between those two places for me and in, in those bodies of knowledge is coming back to the experiential. So how we experience ourselves and what we experience in life and uh, so these are sort of the pieces that I bring to working with people but what I discovered was it was actually in the deeply going into my body and deeply working with my nervous system and neural pathways and going into these places that I started to encounter greater and greater awakening. I started having bigger mystical experiences. I started to go through like had a Kundalini awakening, um, really powerful mystical experience over six months 
And it stemmed from me working so intimately with my biology and really getting into my body and working with the neural pathways and imprints that were in my body that awoke that. And this really spurned my curiosity because so many of the spiritual communities I was in, um, there was lots of spiritual practice happening to get somewhere. And, you know, in the, in the embodiment spaces, um, I was encountering a lot of um, beautiful healing, but also where people can be kind of spiraling in the imprints and the patterns. And what I was noticing is in the, it was in the merging of the two that I was really discovering just this amazing sense of embodied awakening that was actually very easeful. And I wasn't having to do a practice to get there. <laughs> it was sort of emerging just from, from embodying and from being in relationship with my nervous system. And it's been pretty cool in my practice, watching people who come in and they arrive because of some sort of trauma and we start working with their nervous system and, you know, at first it's like, oh man, they're like, I don't want to do this. This is hard work, you know, being with this. And then suddenly it's like through that portal that they start to encounter their soul and they start to awaken, and become activated in this whole new way that was totally unavailable to them before this kind of work and before this trauma. And um, that to me has been fascinating and brought out a lot of passion in me about this portal of trauma and the nervous system with spirit and in embodied mystical experiences. So this is what kind of brings me to this moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. I love, I love what you're sharing. And there's so many questions that I feel curious and asking, and I'm just imagining someone listening to this and wondering if you could share a bit more on like what it means to be embodied like what is the path to being in the body what does that mean to be in the body and and what do we do when we're in there mm -hmm. <laughs> these are good questions and i wouldn't <laughs> say that i like i'm the knower of the answer but i can share what my experience has been and what, how I approach that with people. And um, one of those ways is, and this was so much of my journey was, you know, if you had asked me before I did somatic work, I would have said I was in my body, <laughs> you know, and then I started to do somatic work and I'm like, Oh my God, whoa, I am not in my body. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really this whole discovery of what it actually means to live in our body. And for me, when I say embodiment, I'm meaning like in the actual um, animal body, in the actual experience of what it is to be a human being, like in the felt sense of it. Um, in the spiritual mystical world, we call that Shakti. It's like, you know, whereas Shiva is sort of the observer who's seeing the big picture and seeing things from like a higher vantage point. Shakti is like in the experience of life. She's like feeling the feelings, She's noticing that, that she's inside the experience. And so what that looks like is the actual sensations in the body. You know, it's like the actual embodiment of, okay, I drop into my body right now. And like, if I do right now, I'm noticing 
that there's this like open, expansive feeling in my chest. And in the center, there's like a little quake, like it's like an ex- like excitement slash like, it's like a quaking. It feels good and it feels a little edgy and uncomfortable. I notice my body wants to like wiggle a little bit back and forth in my spine. I notice there's a warmth in my cheeks. My legs feel really settled. And when we're embodied, we're actually in the felt sense of it without needing to understand it or even necessarily to make meaning of it, but just to be with it. Just to be with it, notice it. And what starts to happen as we do that, as we come inside the experience, we come to discover that our inside experience is ever changing and ever alive. It is evolution happening moment to moment that's unfolding in our body as it's going through this process of being alive. And it's from being inside of it that we actually get to feel and experience life Now, the tricky part to embodiment or what can get in the way for people is um, this place where, A, um, it might actually be that when we go into the body, it feels numb or shut down or frozen, you know, so we come into our body and it's like, well, I actually don't feel anything or I come into my body and actually it feels terrible, you know, like this hurts, that hurts, I'm like freaking out, I'm, you know, Um, or a common one is dissociation, where um, we're sort of in our thoughts and thinking about our body, or we're kind of looking at our body from up high, but we're not actually in the sensation of it. And these can be the kinds of challenges that people bump into that can get in the way of the experience of the Shakti or the, the being in, in life and being in the animal and being in the wild. But what's neat about that is even just noticing the freeze or the dissociation or the numbness is part of the experiencing of it. So for example, when we aren't embodied, We might be just thinking thoughts, but a way to embody that would be to go, oh, my head feels really um, chaotic or, whoa, I'm like really up here in my head and I have this like buzzing feeling in my head or I drop into my body and I notice it's really quiet and still and there's nothing happening and I don't really feel anything. And yet, those are, that is, that is the feeling. That's the beginning of the feeling. That is what's happening. And so I suppose on another level, embodiment is being with whatever is happening within the sensation of ourselves, no matter what it is. And often the beginning of that journey for people is learning how to stay with what's happening 
And to also notice when we're pulled out of it or dissociating or moving away from the embodiment because we don't like whatever's there. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to, what your sense of embodiment is, Mike. How would you describe it? Mm. Well, uh, having been on this journey with you and diving in deeper into somatics and embodiment, um, I feel like it's brought more awareness into the actual um, like the consciousness around what that means. There's like the journey before knowing about it of what embodiment is and just how I felt in my body. When I go back to when I was younger, I felt so connected to my body. I felt so in touch with all of the sensations, all of the feelings, like the warmth in my face, the blood rushing through me, the strength, the cohesion in this meat suit that we get to walk around in. <laughs> and, and then I noticed like the more life that happened, um, this is what's interesting is when you exploring this topic of embodiment, it's something I'm so curious about because I really resonate to what you're sharing there of like, there's certain places in there of like, Oh my God, it doesn't like doesn't feel good in that spot or in this, or this hurts and that hurts. And it's like, it's almost like I can feel the memories of certain experiences of life. And some of them are way too big to be with. So I can mm -hmm. really see in my journey why I would numb certain places out, why I would freeze in certain spots. Cause it's like not wanting to repeat a certain experience. And so for me, what I, what you would like, if you were to ask me a few years ago in embodiment, I would be like, it's the most amazing thing ever being in this thing. I love this thing. It's so strong. It's so powerful. And it just feels so good to be in here. And then like really big events, I feel like got locked or stuck or frozen or, you know, and I can see that that's my doing. And then it's like working through this. And I really feel like the embodying the mystical part is like the journey that I feel like I'm on now. And it's going back into these places that may be a pain a stickiness, a numbness, or a freeze, and getting curious of what's in there. And I'll tell you what, it is, does not always feel that good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like terrifying, and it's overwhelming. And it's like, I just want to go back up into my head into the clouds. And that's like, I like the mystical part. And let's just bypass all of these like pains and like traumas and things that are in there um, because it's a lot. And so what I'm learning is some of those spots, there's a wisdom in that nature of numbness and freeze that you're talking about. And so much of what I, you know, is such a gift of being in partnership with you is feeling how much work you've done with your nervous system and noticing how mine responds to yours. Let's say like if I'm in a trigger 
and I'm in a spot that it's like way too big for me and it's overwhelming, I notice when I notice your nervous system in contrast to mine, I can see that there's a training in there. And so what I'm learning about embodiment is how important I feel, especially in a time um, like this in the world, so much is getting stirred up in the body that it's almost like the old way of like meditating in the closet or in a mountain by yourself just doesn't work anymore. If you want to be out in the world and experience any of it, it's like in relation. And so I'm so, so thrilled that there's people like you doing this work because I have the felt sense of how much soothes and settles in relation to someone who's really embodied in doing the work. And mm. so for me, it's learning this like unseen language that is happening almost in its own entity. It's like the nervous system as its own entity, which is like that primal animal piece. And I find for me, it's usually okay when I'm alone, but it's like in relation where I'm noticing it's communicating with all these other nervous systems is where the, th where it gets like interesting, amazing, and also tricky and sticky. Mm -hmm. So, and so I really love this topic that you're talking about. And for me, it's like the, to sum it up is embodiment for me is learning how to integrate all of these feelings that we didn't really learn how to do growing up. Like we didn't really talk about our feelings in my reality. Anyways, my world, we didn't talk about our feelings a lot. We didn't talk about what's happening in the body. It was like, you just do and you just push through. And so I really like this idea of um, bringing in awareness um, to build the capacity to be with what emerges in relation mm -hmm. to others. Yeah, well, and what I'd love to share about what you're sharing, Mike, this is the this is the thing I'm hearing coming up in people like, okay, but what's the point? Like, why am I doing that? <laughs> you know, like, why, why, why am I being with all those things? Like, this is, and there's so many people, you know, like, like, so this is that you're doing such a beautiful job of describing the journey of it. And then it's like, why do we want to do that? Well, when we think about what it means to be a human, a spiritual being on this plane, what it means is our capacity to be present with whatever arises. You know, it's like, that is what it means to be a spiritual being on the planet is I'm being consciously with whatever arises. And, you know, from a soul spirit perspective, we are infinite and we can be with so much. And all the time I meet these amazing souls that can be with so much. And, and the journey is how to help our, our animal nervous system be able to hold that level of life energy, that level of like for our circuitry in our body to be able to contain so much of the life experience that we can be in life and it's moving through. And when we can do that, now suddenly what we're doing is we're actually relating fully in life and we're able to really bring our spirit and our soul and our essence into the experiences as opposed to when we have all these parts that are numb and 
shut down and frozen and we're kind of in and out of our bodies. What happens is our capacity to really co-create with spirit or our capacity to be like creative and really build the life we want or the capacity for us to meet whatever's arising with choice is really diminished, you know, like the more numbness, the more shut down, the more, then the more we have to be reactive or we have to cope, you know, and when our nervous system can fully allow life to meet it and it can stay regulated and grounded and responsive, suddenly the options and the possibility of what our soul can manifest and bring into form really becomes infinite you know it really becomes this like amazing interface with life you know and so I just wanted to speak to that that this is the why and for anybody that I've watched go through what Mike's describing that like these these layers of like oh my god this is so hard to like oh it's so uncomfortable and it's like why am I doing this anybody I've ever watched go on that journey and really journey with that there comes this tipping point where our nervous system really starts to come online. Our nervous system, it starts to come out of coping and survival and it starts to really shine. Like its consciousness starts to be like, yeah, like, you know, and really, and what's cool about that is when our nervous system is full of trauma, our nervous system can end up feeling like a problem. Like for so many people and so much history of, um, spiritual tradition the body and the animal self were seen as a problem you know the nervous system was a problem that needed to be dealt with because it's like if I didn't have this nervous system that was freaking out if I didn't have this nervous system that was like you know getting exhausted if I didn't have this nervous system you know was doing these things then I could do whatever I wanted and I would be this infinite being and this has kind of been like so much of the struggle for so many spiritual humans and for humans in general right like how to relate with that part What I think is really cool is when we really heal the nervous system and go through these layers, we start to discover the amazing consciousness. And you kind of spoke to this, Mike, that our nervous system is an amazing consciousness. Like our nervous system in itself is an amazing tool of evolution and its capacity to heal, its capacity to respond to life. Its capacity to hold us in this plane is like fantastical when we learn how to work with it and listen to it, you know, like, and you start to discover, and this is my favorite thing when I'm working with people, when they come in and they're like, oh my God, I have all this trauma, like, oh, I'm so angry at my body. Oh, I'm, and then when they start to be like, oh my God, this nervous system is amazing. And they start to awaken to this like, like earth wisdom that they live in, that they get to embody and they start to realize like, this is actually such an amazing gift, you know, like this is actually is the awakening. And when I think of the nervous system, it is the wisdom of the earth, you know, it's like the wisdom of life that we've been given, but we really need to be with all those layers that are getting in the way of hearing it and working with it and relating with it so that it can start to shine, you know, so that it can start to, um, yeah, show it's like evolutionary, like capacity, which is astounding, really. Yeah. Oh, Courtney, 
I'm just nodding incessantly over here. I don't know if you can see me in Zoom. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, yes. It's yeah. just amazing to me because everything that you speak to just resonates so deeply for me and my journey of understanding that I'm not at war with my nervous system <laughs> uh-huh. because, you know, I think so many people think that the spiritual path is to bypass that messy nervous system and do everything in your capacity to suppress and numb or just not acknowledge what's happening in that system uh, that's so wise, as you say. And like, this is the grounding piece of spirituality is coming into the body when so often people are trying to leave and access a mother place that to me you access through your body. So <laughs> it's a really key piece. And <laughs> when, you know, I did um, a year of somatic therapy with a really wonderful practitioner and, and that showed me very clearly all the ways that I was denying my nervous system and denying uh, pieces of my body and of myself that were clearly indicating to me the path through, the path to where I wanted to go that felt so tough and hard to get to. And then I went, oh, <laughs> I just I just didn't befriend this piece. I didn't befriend that piece. And I didn't learn how to look after those parts of myself that weren't looked after when I was little. And mm-hmm. I've spent my whole life in denial of and not acknowledging because it was just, you know, like I was meant to feel as a young child that those places were not acceptable. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. okay to express from the somatic part of my being. Mm-hmm. So what a relief it was when I finally enjoyed the feeling of, um, you know, embodiment through that work. And I mean, it's ongoing. It, it's, um, just a lovely way to befriend yourself and to be more gentle with all those places that you've been bullying in yourself for so many years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And this place where we've really lived in a society that has been so mentally heavy, me- like mental, you know, like what you're speaking to, like, um, and where really the spiritual, like, you know, religion, like so many of the spiritual practices that evolved and the dogma that was created around life and just all the generational trauma really created a milieu for many of us. I'd say probably all of us, at least in the Western world, of, um, of really believing that that vulnerable self or the messy self or the is the problem and how much energy has gone into containing controlling shutting that down telling us that it's wrong um and how freeing it really is for the soul and the spirit when you start to discover that there are no mistakes here (laughs) it's not like we were designed with feelings and vulnerability and all these things. It was just a big mistake. <laughs> it's like th- these are here for a reason because they they are a part of the spirit, you know, like emotions are how spirit speaks to us in our physical form, you know, like um, the felt sense of te- like, you know, tension or the felt sense of expansion or the felt sense of, um, 
numbness, all of those are divine messengers. Those are the messengers of God. They are the messengers of the earth. They're not like the problem that sits away, you know, um, but how much um, through trauma, really, we all have become quite afraid. But I, I feel like the key to this, and Mike really spoke to this is, um, and in constellations work, the constellations work that I do, we talk a lot about this is, because really, we are such social beings, that we actually can't hold all of that by ourselves, you know, um, we actually can't hold all the numbness and all of the trauma, all the things that are uncomfortable, just with ourselves, we need other people to co-regulate with. And, you know, going back in our lineages, this used to be very common knowledge and understanding was actually how to hold a life that could support a human nervous system, which looked like ritual and ceremony and spaces in circle where we could be held um you know an example just a, a an example of that would be when you know men would go off to hunt or to war when they came back there would be ritual of how to welcome them back into the village and how to welcome them back into society there'd be rituals to help their nervous systems transition from that state of fight and flight into safety and into comfort um, because there was sort of an understanding of the holding of both worlds. And in the losing of so much of our ceremony and ritual and traditions, that knowledge was lost, the knowledge of how to regulate each other, you know, like how to hold space for each of us to process the places in our lives that have felt overwhelming or that have felt like too much. And and I think the ultimate hurt that happened is this idea that we should be able to go off on our own by ourselves and do all the healing that way. <laughs> um, especially for people here in the West, that has been particularly harmful um, because in the West here, we have so much trauma around having been so individuated that we actually haven't received enough relationship. We haven't received enough co-regulation. You know, we look at what a healthy nervous system needs to develop. It needs lots of touch, lots of nervous systems, lots of bodies to be around. You know, when we look at in indigenous cultures, people are all living together, many people in a home. So there's lots of connection and co-regulation and eye contact and things that actually turn on our ventral vagal, things that actually turn on safety and help us feel safe and help us regulate. But in our culture, that's been so shut down and we become so isolated that to then tell people who already are carrying that isolation that now they need to go off and meditate by themselves and heal themselves really is an impossible that is an impossible thing to do our nervous systems are not designed to do that they're designed to be in connection and to be social which interestingly enough is so much of like when we think about spirituality where we talk about unity and love and oneness co-regulation is like the physical plane um 
level of that, <laughs> you know, like co-regulation and um, coming into regulation together, which means, you know, as I feel safe, it helps you feel safe. And as you feel safe, it helps me feel safer. And together we all come into a resonance of safety. That is like the 3D version of of unity, you know, that is the 3D version of, of love and these things we speak of. And so this is also so much of the healing that needs to happen is an understanding of in order to come into relation with one another, we do need to be in our bodies. And there is this place where we need to understand that we need each other, um, both because by necessity we're all connected anyway, but also by the fact that we are animals on the earth and we are designed for connection. We have a whole branch of our nervous system, the ventral vagal, that developed because the mammalian brain realized that if we connect and we work together, our chances of survival were so much higher. And so we evolved this whole complex branch of our nervous system to allow that to happen. And it's actually become such a beautiful part of what it means to be human, you know, and um, is this beautiful bridge to how we then connect with the unity and interconnection of spirit, you know. Um, and so, so much of the healing for people too and the healing of the nervous system is coming into that humility and that vulnerability of in order to really heal, we need to be willing to receive support. We need to be willing to be seen, to be vulnerable, to be met. And it's actually in that place that we meet spirit too, you know, like Jesus said, you know, where two or more meet, there I am. And that there's no mistake that he said that it's because in two people meeting that that is where spirit lives you know in that place um and so there's sort of this necessity or learning and this is what I end up doing a lot with people is through my relating with them in an experiential way is rebuilding these pathways of safety and remembering in the nervous system of what it is to be connected to another, to be seen by another, to be vulnerable with another. And then inevitably, as we move through the blocks that can be there, and there can be really big blocks, this realizing how much easier it is to heal and shift and move when we are supported. Like that's like 90% of the work <laughs> is just being able to open to that relational support coming in. Yeah, And Courtney, the way that you are in the world as a human being facilitates that so easily for people because of the level of embodiment that you have. Just being around you and in your presence is a great offering and it just feels so safe for people to be mm -hmm. around you. And that's a real gift that you bring to the world. I feel like it's an honor for me to have you in my life for that reason. And everyone that works with you, I'm sure benefits so greatly because it's just, um, 
Yeah, it's just an energy that you carry that makes things feel like they can move in the other. It's easy to be vulnerable with you. So thank you for doing this work. It's it's so clearly your natural calling mm-hmm. and it's um, a, a beautiful thing to witness that you're walking this earth, helping others to to bring this into their own lives because we're all craving it right now. I mean, there's just the stuff that's happening in the world. It's like, we all need to grieve and, and there's so much energy that needs to move as we go through such challenging times of noticing, as you say, like we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be toughing this out in, in isolation and it's, I mean, I think the way that things have been going, showing us the extreme of that isolation lately is also like a beckoning back to wanting to be together, to wanting to return to each other. It's like that elastic band's pulled stretch so far now and we're just so ready to move back <laughs> into relationship and ready to, to work hard for it. And I know more and more people now that are willing to work hard and are signing up for somatic therapy and and trying to find ways to really that that feel like they can break through these challenges in their bodies and in their spirits. So I just mm. want to thank you for bringing that into reality for so many people, friends and people mm. you work with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, for, thanks for witnessing me. I mean, gosh, I feel so blessed that I've been held by so many beautiful people to then be able to hold others. You know, it feels like that's the trickling down of like, because I've had people hold me in that way that I can. And this is how they say, you know, we start to regulate a whole civilization is literally like, you know, so many of my teachers said, never underestimate the power of one regulated nervous system in a group of people. You know, it's like, huge it's a huge mm-hmm. like even if we we think about some of these spiritual leaders what are they doing at the essence of it they're regulating everybody mm-hmm. you know they're regulating everybody they're they're reminding and, and like mike said in training everyone's nervous systems and their energy bodies to what is actually innate in all of us and that's one of the things that i find so beautiful about somatic work and the spiritual work which are one and the same is we all have that blueprint is actually mm-hmm. our basic blueprint in our body is that like mm-hmm. our most basic blueprint in our body and in our spirit is this co-regulated loving compassionate state like that is hardwired in us but the thing is is for it to function it needs to be activated by others like we have to activate it through experience it's like a remembering Uh uh-huh yeah yeah there's something you said there that just uh it so resonates when it comes to the path of embodiment and it's like that energy and to to go off of what rochelle you're saying what you were sharing there is like compassion i feel like is is the felt sense of regulation and it's like so what you said there Rochelle and I know this and I so see this and in Courtney it's such a beautiful you know 
embodiment of safety. Like that's the presence so, so consistently is experienced in the presence of you, Courtney. And it's like, I can Mm -hmm. see that that is what really helps the healing for other nervous systems. And it's Mm -hmm. such beautiful work is like in training the felt sense of safety to like spill out compassion so that it's like actually seeing and being with those uncomfortable places in another because it's got been experienced and held in like yourself i know so much of that for me is like where i notice the juiciness and the depth in my most intimate connections and relationships in my life it's like and it gives me chills is like being able to hold something for another that you've had held for you and like having that experience where it's like you're just so overflowing with compassion and love when another person is going through a layer and i love how you mentioned the layers because i feel like this is the journey of embodiment is it's like oh cool i'm here and i'm safe and it's like oh here's the next layer and then it's like i notice (laughs) you know the spiritual path it's like the more you move in yourself it's like then you start moving through these bigger collective pieces like there's a never-ending job especially with what's happening in the world right now of this huge awakening is like there's always new energies there's new energies Mm -hmm. to calibrate to and be with and um Mm. i just so love that you're doing this work and i'm curious if you feel like sharing anything about um because i know and not to put you on the spot i guess i kind of am because i know you've got this course that's been percolating you've been pregnant with this um Mm. course on embodying the mystical i'm curious if you wanted to share a bit about that little Uh passion project that's coming down the pipe for people to experience this more with you. Yeah, well, I want to speak to one thing and then I would Mm -hmm. love to talk about that. But one piece I just wanted to speak to is that is a key to all of this is what we're describing is the path of the Shakti. You know, it's the union of the Shakti and the Shiva. And so the Shiva is the presence and the Shakti is the experience. And the thing I just want to bring in is that when we talk about Shakti, we're not trying to get anywhere it's not a place we're going to. It's like when we speak of this, it, it's something that is the emergence in the moment. It's like mm. the awakening, the, the, um, the mystical that it's here right now, always exactly in whatever is happening. Um, and so I just think that there's something really liberating about that because when we think about the greater context of the world right now, when we get pulled into the chaos and the, well, what's going to happen and where are we going? And what is the, if we can really come back to, well, what, what the spiritual path is, is being with whatever is arising. And so this is what is arising and how do I, it with the Shakti energy with Shiva holding the presence and the curiosity and Shakti just being in it. It's like, this is it right here, right now, always. And it's just, always unfolding and always happening and there's nowhere to go then suddenly we can bring safety and grounding and curiosity and presence and allowing 
into the chaos of this moment, you know, the, the chaos of this moment on the planet. And um, yeah, that just feels really important to speak to that this isn't anywhere we're trying to get. It's right here, right now. And it is in the experience of what's unfolding that we, we are the awakened, you know? I mean, um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm pretty excited. In November, I'm going to be offering an online course called Embodying the Mystical. And in October, I'm going to be offering a free gathering where I'm going to share about the nervous system and go more in depth and have practices and experiences and share with people because I just want to share this information. Um, the course itself will be where people receive um, daily, will receive some sort of guidance, whether it's a practice or um, some energy work or um, some sort of ritual. Um, and then it'll also include actual like information and learning about the nervous system and the brain and, and also about the myth, the world of the mystical, you know, um, um, Dharma stories, myths, um, archetypes, um, working with the DNA and the crystalline field. So sort of this merging of the two and there will be where we gather for two hours every week as a group and do some deep, deep work together and then also doing work on your own. And people will also have access to me in terms of like, um, if they need help shifting something or I'm gonna be pretty creative in that. But what's really motivating me to offer this, well, first of all, is just because I'm so passionate about it. And second of all, with what's unfolding on the planet, like you said, Mike, like these new energies that are available, one of the things that um, I've been really learning about in two, two kind of branches. One is when I was in Peru, when um, COVID hit, I was actually blessed to be there with a beautiful spiritual group and um, with a medicine man, a Peruvian medicine man. And he was speaking to these new en energies on the earth and that the next 38 years will be chaotic. And yet there's this new crystalline energy that's available for all of us. And they also call it the hummingbird energy. So it's the energy of the heart. Like we've moved into the Aquarian age and I was really blessed to um, facilitate some constellations in the sacred Valley during the world lockdown under the stars. It was pretty epic. And what we were really downloading through these constellation processes that um, I was supporting was how much of what's happening is actually astrological. It's actually energies in the universe. It's not, even humans creating it it's actually astrological shifts and new energies and that and then we're playing out however we're relating with what that is astrologically is playing out in a smaller scale on the actual planet and that really aligns with a lot of the downloads that um, mystics are getting around planet right now and the common knowledge amongst all of these ancient civilizations and also just through people being really present and intuitive is that the earth has already transitioned. It's already in this new energy. And what we're watching is like the humans try to, the systems calibrate and catch up to the new energy that's here. But the challenge of what's happening is, is this new energy is here, but we also need to support our nervous systems and our actual biology to be able to hold and calibrate to that frequency and to that energy. And that's what the chaos and the struggle is, right? Is there's like new high frequencies available, 
but are our nervous systems ready to hold that? Can our nervous systems open to that? You know, can, can we actually channel that level of energy through our nervous system? And I know for me, um, just to share about some of, you know, I'm talking about the mystical, but for me, every step of the way, as I healed my nervous system, you know, I would come home and I would sit and meditate all day and I would have these huge energetic upgrades happen. You know, like I wasn't doing a specific practice. I wasn't, but just by the nature of clearing out my nervous system, I'd have these huge like celestial galactic downloads come in and completely rewire my energetic system because I had cleared and made space in my nervous system for that to land, you know? And so this is almost part of the process that humans need to be ready for in order to embody this new way on the planet is we need to work with and clear out our, our electromagnetic field and our nervous systems so that these new energies can actually do their work, so that these new energies can actually land in our cells and activate our, our innate blueprints so that we can actually live in this new frequency and, you know, this isn't some floofy thing that I've like downloaded from some dissociated place. It's like a real life experience I have had in my body, you know, where I have watched my body completely transform by energies that are not me, but it was my willingness to work with my nervous system and cultivate that container that allowed that to happen. And I see this happening for clients and I see this happening for people, um, and it almost feels like that is part of the evolution is, is um, and it's interesting how after having all these, my personal felt experiences, bumping into other people saying the same thing, you know, like this is what needs to happen. And what's fascinating right now is how um, the world of trauma is just spreading like wildfire. People are so curious. People are becoming curious because it's like, this is what we need to be with. This is like the next evolution of humanity. It feels like is really healing that trauma so that we can show up for this big shift. Um, and when we can do that, um, the big shift does not have to be chaotic. It can be so easeful as easy as just sitting still and receiving the new energies and continuing on, you know, what becomes chaotic is when our nervous system isn't ready for it and then we freak out <laughs> or we get completely overwhelmed or our nervous system is like, ah, you know, and this is where we're really needing each other is to hold each other in this space. So this is my intention with this course is I really want to support people to learn how to dance these two worlds and to learn like, how do I actually bring my mysticalness or my spirit into this actual body? And how do I work with it? And then what do I do when I bump into the places that are scary or the places that make me want to be like, I don't want to be in there, you know? And also collectively to hold each other to be able to open to this real experience in the body of the easefulness of these new downloads and light codes that are available. Yeah. It's awesome. I hope my zoom is working because you cut out a bit, but Oh my gosh, Courtney, you're so great at grounding things that seem so crazy and out there in this sense of 
just, it's an earthing for me. I feel like, oh, this is, this is landing my body and my nervous system is calling exactly right now to do this work, to get up to speed with what's necessary to catch up to the earth field. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited about your group. I think I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for it to start. I'm there. Oh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be the felt sense of it is gonna be it's gonna be a very sacred container where we're really um holding space to be in the shakti and be in the in the the vulnerability and to be seen in the realness and then also to ha- will be held in this container of of spirituality and um yeah and the easefulness and the beauty of this new crystalline energy and that it can be both, <laughs> you know, that it can be both. Yeah. It's so exciting. And I, I got to echo what you shared, Rochelle, because it's so grounding and soothing. Something specifically you shared, it's like I can even, you know, talking about all those new energies that are available. It's like something that really like just felt so good and almost relieving in my chest it was like when you mentioned and just naming and this is what I feel is part of your mastery is like naming what's in the field and may not be fully understood and then you help bring awareness to it and it's like it brings in a relief for me so when you mentioned that this is astrological it's like oh thank god (laughs) like oh okay it's like my nervous system's relieved of like oh it it makes sense of that like Uh oh okay like kind of feels like Ah, oh, so good. So I love, and I'm like in the same thing. I'm like, when does this course start? When is this? Because <laughs> I, I find this just so juicy to be exploring all these, all these areas to bring in that safety so that those energies can flow through. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited that this is coming down the pipe. Yeah. And you know, like, when I think when I for me when I attune to like what's happening on the planet right now it's like of course the universe and mother earth and these bigger energies that are way bigger than human beings like there is a bigger orchestration happening you know there's like a bigger wisdom of consciousness that is moving through you know Mm -hmm. and it's just can we attune to that can we align to that can we can we help our nervous systems find that place where we know it and we can you know, um, support each other to attune to it and attune to the wisdom. You know, I, one of the things that I, I found is when I slow down and I'm just being, and I like tune into mother earth, mother earth's like, I'm like, wait a minute, mother earth knows what she's doing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she, mother earth knows what she's doing. (laughs) The universe knows what it's doing, you know, and just how can I show up in service to that? Or how can I, how can I show up? in greater alignment and one of those ways for me is like to love this body that she gave me you know to like love this life that she gave me to like love your life you know to love you like to love life you know to love it to not fight with Mm -hmm. it or wish it was better or easier blah 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 but to like love it and it feels like for me like that is part of loving the earth that is part of the healing it's like oh yeah loving our humanness 
and then also knowing that we all are here on the planet right now. I tell you, it was a powerful moment the day before the world lockdown. Puma looked us all in the face and he said, you're here right now for a reason. What are you here to do? Like, what is your heart? Why did you come here? Why are you here right now? What are you going to bring? And um, how exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. I'll you know? say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's like, how exciting. We're like on these like heart missions. It's like, yeah, like, let's do this, you know, like, um, um, what an exciting time to be alive. And what a time where we really need support. <laughs> and we really, you know, we need support. We need to be witnessed. We need to be held. Um, yeah, through this through this evolution because it's a big evolution it's a big evolution and our bodies are capable of it they're made for it oh courtney mm -hmm. thanks for giving me so much hope and optimism <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well i'm just so grateful to all of the clients that i get to work with where i get to watch people sort of go through this arc of like coming into their bodies and being like, oh my God, it's a mess in here. <laughs> and then me being like, mm -hmm, yep. And then us working with it and working with it and them getting the hang of it and then watching as they start to emerge and they find themselves and they find their purpose and suddenly they're like more alive and suddenly they're making things happen and suddenly, and it's just like, wow, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I'm like really grateful for all the teachers that I have and, getting to work with people and um, yeah. And again, it's such a lesson about that our deepest pains can be the portal into our greatest awakenings. You know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. I love that. And I don't know why this comes in, but I get the image of something I've heard recently. It's like, it's like the spiritual walk. It's like a roller coaster ride. And the only difference between the guru and the average person, it's like the guru's at the front of the ride. Like uh -huh. <laughs> just learn to just embrace it and um, yeah. not shy away from it or try to get away from it. So yeah. it's such an honor to be yeah, sharing this conversation and um, mm -hmm. knowing that you're doing this work and, such a gift and this like extra little bonus gift that I get to see in the people that you work with and watching how they come in and how they emerge more into themselves and mm. how joyful of an experience and an exhilarating of an experience that's been for the people that you work with. It's so cool to watch. Mm. Thank you. Thanks both for, thank you both for seeing me and, sharing and asking questions and it's helpful just to explore this area I feel like I could it's such a fascinating such a fascinating place <laughs> mm -hmm. it sure mm -hmm. is yeah thanks yeah. for being so courageous and putting yourself out here for the world mm -hmm. thank you Courtney mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so if anybody wants to know more, um, I guess we'll just include a link with the podcast about um, a link to the course and maybe my email in case yeah, definitely. wants to connect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm.